you're listening to the What Even Is Fashion Technology podcast, where we discuss any innovations that are revolutionising fashion with technology. And this week we spoke to Roman Riabacon, who describes his work as building fashionable bridges between physical, digital and mental. He's the co-founder of Virtual Rags and a creative producer at UNXD, which acquired Virtual Rags in April 2022. And throughout the past three years, Roman has led a digital fashion studio that provides a range of digital services to many fashion clients and even worked in production for CG universes within the leading boutique NFT marketplace. Roman explains the reality of starting a digital fashion brand and what this means for conventional luxury brands and what the reality is of working within the digital fashion space when trying to access these luxury brands. I really hope you enjoy today's episode. the studio but not know me or vice versa so my name is roman rabacon what i do is i i build fashionable bridges between physical digital and mental uh being a founder of the studio called virtual rags uh which uh some of you or many of you hopefully might know from uh, some great works we've done with brands like Telfar, like Goat, uh, a resale luxury marketplace, like uh, several issues of Vogue, uh, being one from Ukraine, from Singapore, and from Italia, with some uh, newer scale luxury brands like Caperni, uh, MCQ, Axel Arigato, and uh, some collaborations with uh, Complex as well. Uh, But it might come as a surprise uh, to many who know me or the studio uh, to learn that actually, in fact, Virtual Rex, uh, as it is, uh, has been closed uh, since uh, this April, uh, well, April 2022. Uh, What happened there was uh, an acquisition that happened uh, yeah, like I said, this April uh, by a company called UNXD, which uh, is, I would say, the top leader of the fashion NFT space at the moment. And I am helping creatively producing uh, content and projects for uh, UNXD. To explain what the studio did, uh Throughout almost the past three years, I've, man- uh, I've managed to both lead a studio that provides a wide range of digital services to a wide range of clients, uh, be- coming from the simple uh, rendering of the existing clothing for e-commerce to uh, producing digital patterns and actually designing garments to then uh prepare them for physical production, uh, to creating motion videos, to create AR content with both fashion brands and uh, music artists. Uh, And I also uh, currently uh, work in production of whole CG universes uh, with the leading boutique NFT marketplace. Yeah, it's very impressive. You mentioned, obviously, a lot of huge brands who are obviously physical brands. And you also mentioned that you are you work within a lot of different mediums, 
including physical and digital. What was your background with physical fashion before you got into this? Or was there any background in physical fashion before this? Another, maybe a surprise, maybe or not, but I am just 23. So it's very difficult uh, of me uh, for me to speak about some actual background in physical fashion. Uh, and it's interesting how I even managed to get where I am because most of the colleagues of the partners we've worked with were veterans in the fashion space in the first place and they logically transitioned to the digital and I kind of started with the digital and now I'm just trying to learn the physical but I think I'll be able to tell a little bit of a story so um, most of my experience uh, and journey with physical fashion uh, happened in my mind, uh, to be honest. Uh, and since I both grew up quite poor and highly independent from any trends, I did not get to experience as much fashion physically as many of people I know. So I don't have any phases to talk about or... Uh, impressive stories of uh, crafting something. <laughs> but I can tell that I was watching a lot, I was reading a lot, noticing, listening, and uh, my inspiration from hip-hop and jazz cultures that started when I was like honestly five, six, when I got gifted my first mp3 player and some magazines. Uh, then inspirations from sports of golf uh, or tennis and love for shows like uh, sex in the City and Gossip Girls, all of this has brewed a hell of an interest in fashion for me as a, as a teenager. So since maybe 12, after seeing Europe uh, for the first time, I fell in love with investing my free time into window shopping, trying things on with no intention of buying because <laughs> I simply couldn't afford it. Uh, and I guess my main goal uh, with all of this and my main interest was to crack the code of this phenomenon called uh, luxury, quote-unquote. What is this feeling? How do clothes fire up this feeling inside and outside? Why some people just visually feel wealthy and well-dressed and some don't, even if they wear expensive and trendy stuff? Uh, maybe colors affect that, if so, how so? Maybe the way items go together, maybe comfortability that allows one to feel him or herself the most free and confident. A lot of these things have been racing my mind and they still do. Once I started getting my first money as a teenager, I started experimenting with buying things that made me feel good, feel wealthy, feel healthy, feel like a person I aspire to be basically. And I soon realized that but then I also realized that if I look at my wardrobe, honestly, nothing there was chosen to complement something else. Uh, so here my journey in learning to match seemingly unmatchable things started. And I guess I mastered it in a way uh, because my friends started saying pretty often that, like, you know, you have a style like I can't really put together what it is, but it's cool. And it suits you. And just like that, my main fashion lesson was aced. I think it is that just wear things that are unapologetically the best version of you 
regardless of trends or brands, but connected to the circumstances that you're preparing for this specific day when you wake up. Mm, I love that. I think I actually saw something recently where it said you need to dress for the life you want. And it's like, it's quite a cool idea. And I feel like, yeah, that's what you're touching on. And I also like how it just, that's what I love about fashion is that you get into it by just being interested in it. And things like you said, going window shopping and trying things on, it's like you can be involved in it. And I think a lot of people get into fashion that way. But and it's very impressive, again, how you're so young and achieved so much with these major brands. So congratulations on that as well. But how did you actually begin your work with Virtual Rags? Why did this start? And why did you choose digital? Why didn't you just try and work for a luxury brand, something like this? So by the time I was uh, choosing, well, trying to find my first job, and uh, so I wasn't really looking into uh, fashion and I wasn't feeling confident about it and yeah I kind of lived in a bubble of me thinking that my future is getting a great degree despite not being a good student by nature and and becoming I don't know like a professional in marketing or economics you know if uh, sorry for my French but this type of book most of like young people at that age go through and then it never happens because they realize it's it, it's not an actual goal but how it started with uh, digital and fashion was actually once again I'll have to come back to music uh, it was the first inspiration uh, to get interested in fashion in the first place and music industry was the igniter for me to get introduced to actually working with fashion. So no secret that music artists are obviously some of the most influential when it comes to fashion. And it is also no secret uh, that many of the artists uh, have their teams, friends, stylists, etc., especially in hip hop culture. And quite often uh, you can uh, see that when a rapper has a large network and there's somewhere in it, there is someone who either has a small clothing brand or he is uh, creatively directing a merch brand for this artist, uh, or maybe even the artist himself uh, has a brand, uh, which is pretty popular today. And just like that, in the recent years, a huge wave of independent brands uh, has grown which was massively uh, inspired by uh, music artists. And I'm not even talking about merch labels. I mean, actually, like, real good designers and artists that made names for themselves and set trends in the recent years, only relying on the power of collaboration, internet culture, and disruptive marketing tactics. And they all shared uh, one huge problem uh, before getting into it. So... Uh, I used to work in a project called What's in the Star, uh, which is a uh, media project and platform that, uh, to put it in a nutshell, reviews uh, personal styles of uh, celebrities. Uh, and working uh, with them, I obviously learned a, 
a lot about artists, about brands they wear, and I learned a lot about uh, very small and low-key brands that you would never see on billboards or in the malls, basically. And so uh, all of these brands, they, from like my perspective working under that project, uh, they shared the same uh, huge problem. Production is very expensive and guessing how much you will sell when you come from nowhere is also almost impossible. And this is where we inspired from and really delivered, uh, targeting primarily the brands you can find featured on resources like a AVNT, for instance. Uh, we really hit the spot. Uh, so some smaller artists or smaller brands that we featured on our page and YouTube channel at What's on the Star started reaching out. And yeah, we offered them solutions and approaches that allowed performing tactics such as sell, then produce by means of very like realistic renders uh, and virtual shooting scenes. Uh, we offered them CG content on par with the biggest companies AR filters that go viral or just let customers interact with the brand before owning anything and so on. Essentially democratizing the digital first approach and uh, pretty much making it cool amongst a very large audience that is not necessarily too tech savvy or is even deep rooted in the fashion industry in the first place. Uh, very quickly came up with some sort of a name uh, which is Virtual Rags, uh, set up a, an Instagram account, made some uh, very basic 360 renders of some uh, famous clothing pieces uh, from, obviously, uh, they were not collaborations with brands, some pieces from, uh, from Gucci, from, uh, from Virgil Abloh, and... Uh, and with endless denim specifically, I remember. And yeah, just started uh, very simply. I've made up some sort of like an intro message and I started, uh, well, basically searching the database of all the brands we have interacted with somehow and uh, just sending them cold texts. And then uh, it kicked off uh, a little bit from this approach, but then one day, uh, uh, so we've done a render uh, just for showcasing, like for flexing our muscles of, uh, of endless denim uh, pair of jeans. And uh, as far as I remember, I might be completely wrong, but the brand was associated with ASAP Bari from the ASAP mob. And he's very active on social media. And one day we just woke up to him reposting this post uh, in his stories uh, and like saying something like it's cool, it's it's dope. And then he also like DM'd us just, <laughs> I still have uh, a, a screenshot of that DM, which was in the very first like weeks of us doing something. He said like, uh, just you are ready and I, I don't know what we were ready for, what he meant by that, and he never replied back. <laughs> but, uh, but, but this repost uh, kind of got 
some other people's eyes on it. Like, hey, 3D renders are actually a thing. And uh, it was not the turning point, obviously, by no means. And we still struggled to make like a lot of sales after that. But that like opened some eyes, basically. And I think this is where uh, AVNT uh, have saw us from. And they hit us up and we connected a little bit and they just like pretty much said like, hey, we're building a network of uh, independent brands. I, I think there's your clientele, honestly, and they all have this demand. Just try reaching out to them. And yeah, that's uh, how it happened. But then another large reason for it, I think, was uh, when the pandemic started and uh, a lot of businesses either have uh, went down, uh, have gone down, sorry, and or they have uh, switched to thinking, how do we keep uh, promoting, how do we keep selling, how do we keep putting on shows when we cannot go anywhere, when we cannot gather people, uh, interact with them physically. So they started thinking of ways and AR really hit the spot there uh, and motion videos as well, uh, which we were not doing before. And we just dived into this, not also being like fully professional, just understanding the, the need and how to deliver it and understanding the pains and then learning how to properly deliver it on the go. But it worked out. We were very, like, quick because everyone is young and we were not going for it after uh, the money. We did not know the rules by which the fashion and the music industry have been working. We were honestly, we always loved it, this, because we kind of did it all, like, punk style. We just, like okay, I don't know how to talk to these fashion people. I'll just do it my way. And I think uh, this is what kind of helped us because we took some for, like some of our partners by storm like this. And I think this one thing would uh, help, uh, helped us with our first actual like introduction into the real fashion world which was uh, a partnership with a platform called the dematerialized uh, it was maybe three like no like four months in uh, trying to build virtual regs and they were also just uh, scheming on like launching their first project with the brand uh, Soulend. yeah we connected we hit it off with Karina pretty quickly and just started and uh, it was a huge lesson this first project it was a huge lesson for both of us but uh, on this platform we very quickly learned how to communicate in this space and how uh, actual fashion labels think yeah since then uh, the partnership was amazing we collaborated on many projects with like Rebecca Minkov uh, with uh, MCQ, with uh, Vogue Talents. Uh, it, it was a, a great journey and still like forever grateful to that team uh, for uh, believing in us in the first place. Yeah, so yeah, the concept we uh, then like shaped of the studio uh, to rep 
the story up a little bit was that uh, okay, we see that there are traditional design studios expensive. Uh, they do not take on any project. Uh, they choose, and they're not exactly very flexible. Then there are some modern digital fashion studios. Again, they're mostly uh, already have been either created or associated in some shape or form with uh, some people from the space, from the industry. They're very well connected. Again, like they have their own special projects. And if just a random entrepreneur who thought to start a brand reached out to them, he would probably never get a response or would not put up with the quote he will receive. And we were like, okay, we we come from the exact same position uh, as those who reach out to us. So let's try to make uh, a company that works with everybody, that is a living organism that is uh, in the first place uh, based on a large network of uh, freelancers and is very flexible. That is like a 24-7 uh, atelier uh, for digital fashion uh, where people can go for any sort of problem, be it a major uh, production thing, or if they just want to tweak their T-shirt a little bit, let's say. Uh, and then, yeah, approached it like uh, the true young, I guess, uh, reckless, in a sense, uh, team, which did not know the rules, so we invented our own. It's a really inspiring story. And again, like I say all the time, or keep saying all the time recently, the power of social media to get your brand noticed with new concepts like digital fashion is really powerful. Um, so is essentially what you're doing in a nutshell, creating digital assets for brands. Yeah, but it, I would say there's uh, two sides. One is, yes, creating uh, digital and CG content for fashion brands or brands that are uh, close to fashion. Uh, and assets may vary from, yes, just simple uh, fashion garment renders to complex motion videos. And the second side would be a less major, but um, I would say not less important one is an educational slash like consultancy work which uh, is also like not something we do all the time and by quote but uh, something we just see as our mission I'd say. And do you think that that's the most important thing in digital fashion or what do you think is the most important aspect of digital fashion? Why is it your mission to educate people on the value it can bring? I feel like the space uh, in general is not very well uh, described and introduced to the masses by the media in the sense that there's so much information and most of it is either contradictory to each other or it's just very, very surface level or it all comes down to the most like uh, hype-worthy uh, headlines talking about how I don't know, you should buy NFTs or you should, uh, I don't know, check out this project with some game uh, and in collaboration with some brand and people just look at it and like, okay, and why? Like, 
what does it do to me to to my how can I use it uh, and and this is something that uh, kind of did not help us also as a business uh, and is still not helping and we still have to in personal lives or in work with UNXT uh, explain uh, quite a lot to people or even to people in our team sometimes who come new uh, why and why is it important what's happening right now in this space uh, what are the use cases how it can be uh, actually like uh, utilized uh, so yeah I think that just the, the media uh, climate is very messy so we want to make sure uh, people we work with are not only left with a product in their hands but also with an understanding of uh, why they did this why they should do it the next time and uh, in general where it might go and how it might be used creatively yeah no, that's a really good way of explaining it. But I also want to know what's the reality of working with within digital fashion in this way? What is your kind of day-to-day? -day? Uh, so my day-to-day -day now is uh, with UNXD, uh, not with virtual regs, but, mm. uh, and, it, and it has uh, made an impact on my day-to-day -day a lot in the sense that uh, if with virtual regs uh, as a studio we used to work with like dozens of uh, brands at a time, uh, dozens of very small or like mid-scale projects, everything is very quick. Most of it is like pretty simple uh, to us at least. Education on the like just like you know surface level where people uh, were not questioning the digital fashion aspect or like the technology behind it they were questioning even the basic stuff uh, with like design and brand development in general so it was like a little kindergarten uh with people who are just like uh, a year from graduating and we already did and we know just a little bit more and we like you know it was like a, a playground, let's say, if you can imagine it. But with UNXD is a different thing because uh, the amount of projects being worked on is much, much less. It's a few in a year with uh, just a few very, very, very high profile brands uh, with uh, rich, extensive history and a unmatched footprint in uh, fashion, in design in general. Uh, and their teams are large, experienced and very clever. So they do not come uh, not knowing what they're getting into. They already have an idea of what they want to achieve. Uh, and they can direct you, but what they don't know is uh, the possibilities they have, the instruments they can use, uh, how to organically connect those instruments to create a cohesive uh, story and experience. And they, I would say, care much more about the experiential uh, side of things, uh, uh, not about the, like, let's say, just the basic e-commerce or marketing goals. 
uh, for them, it's uh, they they already are set up with good sales and good marketing outside of these things. They're more interested in uh, pioneering the space in their own unique way and kind of reinventing uh, or continuing their current legacy in a new augmented way. Uh, and it should also be stylish. It should be them. It should not be gimmicky. And it should not be something that can come off as a uh, yet another uh, stupid headline uh, in the internet where people will, oh, another scam. They want it to be major classy great but at the same time modern very tech savvy so day-to-day is uh does not consist of micromanaging like very very basic problems it's always there but it's not the main focus the focus is really thinking on uh how we can translate their already existing uh and uh, language and legacy that cannot be changed or translated uh into something completely different but it should be not even translated adapted to tomorrow not even today to tomorrow or to the next five years uh, which is a very (laughs) difficult thing to do and they're very particular with what they want to do. So it's mm. constant, like, strategic, uh, I'd say, uh, research and uh, a lot, a lot of communication and uh, innovative thinking, I would call it. So you don't just think of how to uh, reach their goal. You think how to make it in a way that none other have done it, especially, mm. yeah, because they all, you know, as before, fashion houses, they they competed, but they were always very uh, attentive to being themselves. Nobody wanted to copy anyone. Like Versace is Versace, Armani is Armani, and Celine is Celine. They could not stand a chance of uh, being like. Uh, described as a copy of someone else. Same mm. thing here. They cannot really use the same things everybody uses, or they have to make them better and larger. So, yeah. So, what's your favorite brand you've worked with or project you've worked on? Uh, the project with uh, under UNXT with uh, Dolce and Gabbana, and the project is called DG Family. Uh, which uh, essentially is a uh, a private club of uh, into the world of everything DG, if that makes sense. And initially, everyone got to mint their own pass of different of three different levels. Uh, and under these passes, everyone who is a member uh, is uh, receiving all sorts of experiential, digital, and physical uh, benefits uh, every quarter. And the roadmap is already like set out for at least two years. And uh, what was exciting for it, because it was very versatile, and we got to see uh, and work on all sorts of uh, mediums and methods uh, in the space from... Uh, 
from working with the central end wearables to creating uh, very complex like CG cinematics to uh, working on a uh, smooth and like and a bespoke experience of claiming uh, digital uh, items through a Dolce & Gabbana website uh, to receiving and ordering the physical ones. It, it was everything at once so it was just very interesting and uh, uh, all of it has come out great uh, but from the virtual rags experience i think the coolest one was with uh, with goat i'd say it was a pretty cool project from uh, by the idea of it so uh, as some of you might or might not know uh, goat uh, is I think the largest resale uh, platform uh, in the space at the moment that resales rare and luxury uh, items, uh, and they uh, hold a like a special Black Friday event every year, which usually lasts for like around a week or like five days or so. Uh, they decided to well, they came up with a very cool concept: spaces uh, of the store accurately curated by uh, specific topics and styles like one was gothic I think one was inspired by nature uh, uh, one was inspired by pop culture if I remember correctly and each of the spaces was uh, curated by their own like specific uh, leaders of opinions and we got to create uh, models uh, 3d models of like characters of those uh, artists and uh, famous people and uh, it was all used in like a, a very cool website experience of uh, collecting items in a gamified way under each world and like building out your uh, wardrobe around this theme it, it was very cool it's like it's shopping but then very interactive uh, and it made you think of how it, it was just a very fun project yeah and also amazing chance to see how a multi-brand uh, just like e-commerce platform can create something of its own uh, very distinguishable and give a wonderful experience to uh, the users very engaging uh, very multidisciplinary, all sorts of uh, communication channels have been used. Just mm. great. It was it was cool to see. It was not the most technologically difficult thing, but it was just very fun and well crafted. Yeah, I love how you said creating the experience because I personally feel like digital fashion, that's how it's able to solidify its place. Things like AR or just any sort of thing like that, I feel like that will allow it to solidify its place in the physical world because obviously now we're back to physical meetings, physical fashion shows, working in person, physical brand activations and digital fashion, yeah, could have not had its place but I feel like it is in this experience side what do you feel or how do you feel the digital assets and digital fashion will remain relevant now that we're back to physical everything well there, there's a few aspects uh, the first one is uh, the, uh, about utility 
uh, already great and it's always going to be great that uh, whenever you purchase something you also have a copy of it that uh, is easy to verify, easy to track uh, where it goes, uh, where it's stored, uh, its origins uh, and on top of that you can also uh, after buying this one piece of clothing you can wear it many different times and different platforms which uh, maybe today this specific uh, feature is not the most uh, widely used but it will be it will be and uh, it's great that you buy like a 360 experience instead of just like a hoodie for for example then another thing uh, what excites me a lot is the development of uh, artificial intelligence and the way it already uh, helps tremendously a lot of designers in coming up with unique and uh, incredibly looking art. Uh, keeping the artist's uh, uniqueness, vision, ideas but then just allowing to, to experience more, to create more, and to use, uh, let's say, uh, to, to change the style. So let's say an artist might be a, an impressionist or a 3D artist, but he can still using his creative uh, ability and, and vision and experience, try himself or herself in uh, some new medium and actually do it without like learning everything from scratch ai is amazing and today we're living in in a i'd say time when everything dematerializes even though people right now are not really well most of them not really willing to accept this fact uh, but my generation, even the generation above, and especially the ones that are younger, is that uh, they're digital entity and uh, just in general non-material, non-physical uh, assets are, if not more, but at least as important to them as their physical ones. Because a lot in life right now is dictated by your digital presence and uh, even our business is an example of that. We have never been physical in any shape or form, never had a storefront, never met uh, any of the clients we've worked on, never touched on any product uh, we've worked on. And there's still a business that actually has value and a brand and uh, personalities connected to it and products connected to it. So I think as long as this... Uh, trend develops and people are more and more uh, interested in uh, experience rather than in just products uh, and they're more interested in a chance to own access instead of a physical thing uh, digital fashion will not only stay relevant but continue to grow as uh, lay my hands on uh, something physical from them, but I was much more excited in the first place uh, about uh, first working with this brand and yeah. just owners of digital products and members of their projects uh, 
they can do it right now. And then uh, using, well, g getting their product uh, and actually like loving to own it, it means something because everybody has a lot of stuff right now. No, people are not much excited anymore about uh, new collections. Uh, it's not like it used to be even in my memory because even luxury brands have become fast fashion. Dior has become fast fashion, in my opinion. Balenciaga, they just put out a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff all the time. It's all pretty much the same and placed by the same trends. And uh, everybody wears it <laughs> uh, right now. Well, obviously, not everybody, but so many more people. It, it has not, it, it's not as special right now as it used to be to own uh, something from them just from the store. So yeah. it's much more special now if you can come up to someone uh, with, I, I don't know, let's say a, a pair of DG sneakers and tell them, you know what, like you bought them and I was uh, actually one of those who helped them shape this design and, uh, and I owned it digitally and now I will just get it physically for free and they know me, uh, which yeah, is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It kind of touches on that like intangible value that just branding and a brand and like that authentic connection with their consumers can bring. And I think, yeah, the way you explain it is really cool. So as a final question, I want to ask you where, what's the number one thing that you think is next for fashion technology? AI is going to be the next uh, and is kind of already becoming the next big trend uh, in in fashion tech in general. And I think it will also cover uh, different uh, aspects and levels of uh, uh, fashion production and development from just the, I don't know, generation of random designs. Uh, to uh, helping generate uh, scenes, uh, environments, store designs, even uh, generate looks of models, uh, and yeah, a, a lot of it. And uh, and I think why it's going to be big. Well, first of all, it's just exciting as uh, an innovation and as a huge platform for. Uh, creativity and experiment, but it's also, I think, going to be huge in, uh, from the standpoint of sales, pretty much, because I believe when uh, brands will uh, not only physically, by their own ears and researches, listen to what the people want, but they will also have a tool in hands that will be able to generate designs based on this knowledge gathered and then refine a little bit and then there you have it a, an ideal product and not only an ideal product maybe for a whole like uh, audience but even for specific people or uh, cities even or countries it's a, the, the way personalization uh, will boost i think is unimaginable which uh yeah this is the thing i was thinking about personalization i think is also going to come back uh to being 
very, very, very important uh, thing in e-commerce in general. Earlier, people are not as excited uh, anymore to just buy a lot of stuff because uh, there's just too much of it. Uh, but uh, people will enjoy much more uh, if it's something that only belongs to them uh, or to a very like small group of people and if they had a chance to partake in designing it uh, in some shape or form. And uh, personalization has always been there with uh, some luxury brands offering uh, your initials or some stickers on your bags or uh, suitcases, for instance, it's still uh, not a 100% personalization because you're still being offered certain limited amount of options that you can just choose from. With, uh, uh, with AI and with uh, digital, this is where people will be able to fully personalize their experience and then also produce on demand and from what i've seen uh, many people are today are now uh, especially the ones growing up are much more easy going about the idea of waiting for months for delivery of something like they ordered because again as long as it's something actually valuable and unique it's fine they already have a lot of stuff yeah no i agree i think they're all major topics and undeniably gonna gonna be the future of the way we consume and produce fashion so it's really interesting and yeah i wish i had more time to speak to you because yeah you have a lot of knowledge on a lot of different things but unfortunately we don't have more time so where can people um learn more about you and your work Instagram of our studio. Uh, it's at Virtual Rex, then it's the page of UNXT, which is at UNXT uh, space NFT, uh, where you can learn from about me and what we've done is my personal IG, uh, not even LinkedIn, because I'm always there, very happy to uh, engage in any sorts of conversations and interactions i welcome anyone and i'm the happiest when i can through showcasing my journey influence people to lead a life and career they truly want and will enjoy especially in in digital and in fashion for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.